It's Thursday, July 15th. I'm Rudy. Hillary Duff shared intimate photos of her newborn's home birth. That kid is nine minutes old and already has more followers than I do. Let's take a long walk to Cleveland. What's happening, everybody? This is A Long Walk to Cleveland. Thank you so much for joining me. I am Rudy Povich. Find this podcast on Apple Podcasts, on Spotify, on Stitcher. And every day, 9.45 a.m., we go live on Instagram. Today on the show, Richard Sherman. Sounds like a guy who helped launch NASA. Does it not? But first, Hillary. (laughs) You guys see those photos? Actually, never mind. You know what? Actually, what I wanted to do first. Cut the music. Hang on. This is what I wanted to do first. Shot blocked by Antetokounmpo. What a block from Giannis. Chris Paul falls down and lost the ball. And you've got numbers right now if you're the Bucks. Holiday, Middleton, inside. He banks it home. Timeout, Phoenix. This building is shaking. And that'll do it. The NBA Finals are tied at two games apiece. Ah-ha! It's a best of three now. And the whole team has won every game so far. I know. Don't remind us, God damn it. But oh boy, the Bucks last night. Ha! Huh? Feeling good about it. That game did not start out the way we wanted it for either team. Holy shit, both them teams looked awful last night. But hey man, Bucks secured a win. And uh, we're going two and two. Now it is a best of three. If uh, if Milwaukee wins game five, they'll win it in six for sure. But I ah, felt good, man. Felt so good. Listen, I don't want to say it's me, Bucks Nation, all right? But ever since I changed the studio lights to be blue and yellow and I started wearing my Milwaukee Brewers hat, we've been winning. I don't want to jinx it. I don't want to say it's all me. But listen, it's got to be like... 70% a long walk to Cleveland and the lighting in here. Is it not? It's got to be. Because there's not a chance in hell that that team would have won had we not changed the lighting in the studio, right? So, I'm listen, I think, I think I should get a ring. I'm just saying, I don't, listen, I don't need to get the exact ring that all the players get, but if you guys could just like, I don't know, sport something my way, you know, Hire that company that does all the class rings and takes all the photos, Jostens or whatever it's called. I bet they got some sort of like sporty ring I could get that I never got from any sport back in high school. This is my time. I'm just saying I'm a part of the team, okay? Like, I don't know what you guys want to, uh, you know, you can call my bullshit, but I'm telling you right now. The Bucks win is because of this goddamn hat and these lights. Not because each player is put in... Over 10,000 hours of shooting free throws and countless times they've had to sacrifice family and life to be able to get this far into the playoffs. Good morning, Scooter. She says go with it. I agree. Shar, good morning to you. Hi, Alina. Uh, let's see. Bethany, good morning. Hi, Mira. What's happening, Kim? Jamie? Nice to see everybody. Thank you guys for joining me this morning. Wyatt, good to see you, bud. Thank you so much for joining a uh, long walk to Cleveland. Yeah, let's talk for just a moment about uh, the Hillary Duff uh, photos that were just put out on her Instagram. Because holy sweet, good mother of Lord. No pun intended. My goodness. All right. So, hello world. Uh, goodbye shame, I guess. Um, listen, I'm all about everybody sharing 
every part of their life now. And th- we're not stopping it. It's just going to keep going more and more and more. Is it not? Uh, let's see. Janine, did you fix your smoke detector or just change the camera angle so we wouldn't give you shit? Uh, do you see a smoke detector on the back bar anymore? No, you don't. That's right, you don't. I would definitely prop up my camera so you can see the ceiling, but listen, this thing is cemented, okay? It can't be moved, all right? We do quality here. None of this garbage where cameras move in studios. <laughs> um, yeah, but, uh, listen, the photos are beautiful, and it's not like you see anything that should just be like, oh my god, avert thine eyes. But it is a time and place. Like, I'm telling you, ever since VH1 tried that whole, uh, you know, Vince Neal from Motley Crue, time to get some Botox and a facelift, holy shit, we have just been going down overshare nation ever since. And I'm all, listen, I, I like the, I like the, the motherhood uh, photos, and they're really well done. I really did enjoy the photos that you put out. But, man, ugh, is that, I don't know. Next time you take your kid to the beach and they, you know, get a little sand in their diaper, post that photo. We don't need to see you sitting on a medicine ball with a bunch of, like, you know, puppy pads laid out while you're about to give birth. (laughs) It is, uh, man, yeah. I I would say check out the photos. I get we're just, we're to that point now where everybody is just, like, sharing everything. But this is kind of how fetishes are born, is it not? Hillary Duff posts photos of her doing a home birth. And next thing you know, we got a whole new subcategory on Pornhub that we did not expect. And I don't know if I've told this story on this show at all. I feel like maybe I have. But either way, I know there's new listeners who have never heard it. So uh, years back, this was way when my daughter was young. She was only probably about two and a half, three. Uh, we had gone to like an acquaintance's house. And and while we were there, he lived next door to a guy and we started chatting and we met his wife and their kid. And, and at some point, you know, we got a couple of beers and us, it's a Sunday afternoon barbecue. And one of the guys goes, Hey man, you get, I mean, you know how, how rich met his wife, right? It's like, I, I, I don't think anybody's told me the story. No, but please indulge me. And he goes, uh, well, rich had a thing about watching pregnant porn stars. And I went up. Okay. I don't know where this is going, but all right. So he had his favorite, as one would do with pregnant porn stars. Uh, but he's uh, the, a friend goes, come in the house for a second. So we go up to the upstairs to his den, to his computer, and he fires it up, and he shows us a video of the gal <laughs> who is outside putting out, you know, buns and ketchup and relish for the rest of the people attending the barbecue. Uh, she's also online at about seven and a half months pregnant. And he goes, yeah, man, this was like his thing. And he found her online somehow and they are now married. She was in Miami. He contacted her online, went down there, met her. This was after the baby was born. They fell in love. He moved her back up to Minnesota craziest story right i'm totally shit like i was i was so i'm looking outside while like the video is on i'm looking out the window at my daughter who is three who is outside like you know rolling a ball to another small boy who is three and while i'm looking at the video i'm realizing oh my god the kid that is in the belly of this video we are watching right now is also outside tossing around a a kickball with my kid so and I've tried to I've, I've I've tried many different ways to be able to tell 
that story from stage and it just doesn't work. It is my goodness. It is, it's far too much. I see that there's a few people that just hopped onto the, uh, onto, uh, the, uh, the live feed here on Instagram. So I'll catch you guys up. A, a friend of mine married a pregnant porn star. So there you go. Hi, Gina Morrison. Nice to see you guys. Um, but yeah, uh, <laughs> that story, it's, it's too, it's too much for people. They don't want to latch on to it. It's far too much, uh, which I, which I get. And I don't want to be that guy who, you know, takes them down that route. It can be, it can be weird. It can be weird. Lindsay, that's every strip joint patron's dream. It, totally. I totally get it. The fact that he was like super into, uh, you know, one particular style of it. I don't know. That makes it feel really weird, but yeah. Yeah. Look at the, yeah. Gina just sent a little like a wide eyed emoji. Yeah, no, no, no. I get it. Hey, speaking of strip clubs, I have not been in years. It has been such a long time. And I guess maybe just because, you know, whatever, dude, you're, it's like you're 40, you know? It's like, I work hard for my money. I don't need to like go give it to some stripper and take, rob me $1 at a time. You know, I haven't been in a long time. And, uh, as I was, uh, I was kind of mapping out, I got a couple of things coming up like, uh, next Saturday, next Saturday. Yeah. The 24th, I believe it is. Uh, I'll be in Rhinelander, Wisconsin at uh, Rhinelander Brewing doing some comedy with my buddy, Jake. And uh, I'll get you guys more details on that. I know a lot of people from Minneapolis and whatnot travel up that way to go, you know, hang out at the lake and, you know, do the outdoor northern Wisconsin thing. But I'll let you guys know more about that soon. Uh, But I was kind of planning it out. And there is a uh, boom boom room on the way back. And I haven't been in a long time. And especially for like rural strip clubs, if you're ever going to go, you got to you can't do like a, a Tuesday like that's trust me. Tuesdays are that no bueno. You want to go Friday or Saturday when the A squad is in, okay? Uh, what happens is a lot of times these like smaller places, so I've heard, these smaller places that are kind of on the outskirts, there's a couple of gals that are from like, you know, bigger cities, Chicago, Milwaukee, Minneapolis. They can go to a, you know, one of their clubs and work exclusively. And then after a while, the money might kind of dry up a little bit. You know, and not, and sometimes it's not even dry up. It's just sometimes you're doing so well and you can start to see a dip that you decide to take two, three weeks off and just sort of like, you know, absent makes the heart grow fonder. You can take a couple of weeks off from your club and go work some of these small places you've never been and clean up and then come back. And the guys who are like your regulars were like, whoa, where the hell, where the hell did you go? You're supposed to be my girl here. It's a weird, weird dichotomy, is it not? Uh, good morning, Kendra. Good morning, Melinda. Thank you guys for jump, uh, jumping on to the uh, live feed. But um, uh, yeah, so we were kind of just planning it out. And it's been a long time, man, since I've like gone in. In fact, I, th- uh, I might even go as far to say the last time that I was like in one, in one. I mean, just to go, it was me and my buddy Brian was when... Ah, uh, was it, was it our buddy's sister? How are they related? I'm spacing on it now. I think how the story went was we had a friend of ours from Wisconsin who we went on a canoe trip with and he brought his sister and her friends. And then we walked into the strip club in the middle of bumfuck Egypt. It is, I mean, it is as far away from civilization as you could possibly get. Uh, we walk in, I turn the corner, I got a Bud Light in my hand. I look up and this girl looks at me and was like, Hey, what's up, Rudy? I'm like, 
Hey, what's up, Josie? <laughs> As she's on stage taking it all off, I'm like, that that can't be good. Uh, the end of the night, she comes up to me and she goes, will you do me a solid? Will you not tell anybody that you saw me here? And I said, absolutely. My word is my bond. And then I ran into the bathroom quick and I called her buddy Jeff and I was like, you ain't going to believe this shit. <laughs> but then she kind of told me the whole sob story about it. And I, I felt bad. Like, don't get me wrong. I get that it's sort of a weird, you know, it's a weird industry. And sometimes gals do it because they feel like they need to be able to make a quick buck. And this is the easiest way. And some girls just get kind of like locked in, you know, like they start when they're like 20. And next thing you know, they're in their, you know, upper 40s and it's just what they did their entire life. And I, I always hate when the people go, it's the oldest profession in the world. Eh, I don't know. I feel like gardening would be a little bit older, right? Like we actually had to like grow food and make things before that. So don't give me that bullshit. And it's not like, it's not like you're bringing sort of a prestige to it just because people have been doing it for a long time. You know? Like, Christ, uh, what was the show? Um, uh, the show that everybody uh, dug. It was the uh, 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 Just the Ten of Us. Just the Ten of Us ran for like seven seasons. Just because it's on and you're doing it for a long time doesn't mean it's good. That show is a huge piece of shit and it's one of the longest running shows on television. Uh, good morning, Lori. How are you? Thanks for uh, jumping onto the live feed with us. It's just uh, Instagram at Rudy underscore Povich. Um, but uh, yeah, so she had basically said, hey, so I... I left central Wisconsin and then moved to St. Cloud where I went, obviously I left with a boyfriend and things kind of went belly up. And within two months he had packed up and just moved away one night. And now I'm stuck with rent and I was working at Hooters and I was just trying to make a couple extra dollars. Wanted to go to school. And a girl I worked with was like, Hey, by the way, I do this thing on the weekends. It's really good money. And she went out to this strip club and in the first night made like 600 bucks. And it only worked for like four hours. So I'm like, well, this is a no brainer, you know, especially if you live so far away from where people might know you, you know, I mean, move to Washington state. If you, if you are from Massachusetts, move to Washington state and become a stripper. Wouldn't that be the way to go? I don't know. I feel like uh, if you're really looking to make a couple of quick bucks and don't want anybody to know, uh, don't work at a strip club, like seven miles from your hometown. Okay. That's where rumors start. Go to the, listen, Hey, mom and dad, everything's going great. I'm working at the veterinary clinic. Uh, you know, uh, sometimes do I wear a lab coat? Yeah, definitely do. It's kind of nice. They let me put my hair down every once in a while. Something like that. Just go ahead and lie through your teeth. There was a gal back in uh, La Crosse, Wisconsin that I had dated. She was a rugby player. She was like a friend of mine and uh, was going to school in Madison to become, God, I want to say it was a an, an, uh, nurse practitioner. But she would split on the weekends and go down there. And she would always say, like, I got clinicals or I got whatever, blah, blah, blah. And then one night uh, I was at her house and we were it was me and my buddy who had introduced us and a few of us. And I, I had walked into her like downstairs bathroom and in it was like a duffel bag. And the duffel bag was kind of open. And I noticed that there were like thigh high white leather boots on the inside. And I'm like, well, that is suspicious. I've never seen these. So later on when everybody left, I'm like, by the way, what's up with the boots downstairs? Because I've never seen those. And I'm, I'm suspecting you didn't want me to see those because that was, 
hmm, what's up? And then she just kind of broke it down. She's like, yeah, there's this place in Wisconsin Dells called Cruz and Chubby's. And I go there sometimes like on a Thursday or a Friday. And, you know, I work there because of the tourist season. You can make really good money. And I'm just doing it to be able to put myself through college. And uh, I don't know what the hell happened to that gal, if she's still around or not. But uh, she was one of the only girls that I ever met who said, yes, I'm stripping to be able to get through college and was actually literally stripping to be able to work her way through college. I think sometimes that's the intention is I'm going to 1000% only do this uh, just to be able to like get myself into my mid 20s so I can get a job and be stable. But then it's just it's a lifelong career. And especially when you're stripping and you lose an arm, then you then you're, you're folklore. Then you become the uh, the gal over at uh, what the hell was the name of that place? You guys might be able to tell me. It was downtown Minneapolis. It was oh 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 they got the theater there now the Skyway the Skyway. That was it, I know like there was like folklore that there was uh, a gal down there with one arm, but I'll be damned. We went down there for uh, my buddy Doug's uh, bachelor party, and. Uh, Son of a bitch. We walked in and there she was up on stage just shaking her nub at everybody. It was kind of nice because she would put like a little tassel on the end of it and then shake it. (laughs) We're getting crazy in here. As you can hear, I banged the microphone with my tassel elbow. But I don't know. I mean, you got to have a gimmick, right? You got to have an angle. Why not be a uh, why not be a one arm stripper? You know, although it does kind of sound like something the devil would ban you to. All right, man, you better make good on this promise, but holy shit, if not, you're going to be a one-armed stripper at the Skyway. I feel like that's a, uh... <laughs> I feel like that's a, uh... that's a good trade-off. Well, since we're already on stripper stories, we might as well tell a couple of more. I don't know if I've told it on this story. I may have, but uh, when I was, uh, I don't know, young, stupid, 21 or so, I was uh, living in La Crosse, Wisconsin. Let's see, Amanda. Oh, great time to enter the discussion. One-armed stripper. That's not... I'm Listen, with, with these two eyes, I saw that girl up there shaking it. Girls, girls, girls coming out, you know? Um, a little somber when they were playing STP's Half the Man I Used to Be. That got weird. Um, but... Uh, <laughs> the comments are great. Oh my God! Hell yeah! OMG! Hey, listen, I I don't concoct these things. These are these are the true stories. Are they sort of like some of the details sort of filled in because my brain can't remember all of it? Yes. But uh, one of the things that happened. Uh, now that we're on stripper stories, let's just keep rolling with it. So I was dating a gal in uh, Wisconsin who was a who was a stripper, and one night. She was out working. I went home, went to bed, had to wake up to do the morning show that day. And I don't know, it had to have been like, you know, four o'clock in the morning. And as I'm getting ready for work, I hear somebody come through my front door and I look and my girlfriend has got a, uh, a television in her hand. And this wasn't like back in the day, you know, when they were like 50 inch flat screens that you could, you know, just pick off the wall. This was like a... 36 inch tube TV as deep as it is wide and she comes walking through the door with it and I'm like what the fuck is that and she's like it's a girl's TV I said why why do you have a TV why do you have a girl's TV she goes because uh, she owed me money and didn't pay me so I went to her house and I stole her TV I was like okay <laughs> I don't think you understand how 
how this works. First off, what does she owe you money for? And she's like, well, I got her some drugs and she didn't pay me. I'm like, okay, oh my God. I was like, what, what are you doing? All right. First off, uh, this has to go. Number one, you have to get rid of this. You, I, we can't have stolen. Cause what's going to happen is you're going to get busted with this at my house. This girl's going to call the cops and then they're going to trace you back here. And then I, it's the, the headline is not going to read crazy ass drug addled stripper steals TV. It's going to read morning show radio personality busted with stolen goods. That's what the goddamn headline is going to read. So can you please get rid of the fucking television and clean it up your act? First off, I didn't know that you were dealing drugs. And secondly, I really didn't know that you were burglarizing fucking what is going on. And she says, uh, she goes, all right, listen, I'm sorry. I'm not going to give her her television back, but I will take care of it. I said, fucking listen, I'm leaving right now. I got to go do the show. I will be back here around one o'clock this afternoon. I want you fucking rested. I want this place cleaned up with all the mess you came in and made. Also, I want that fucking television gone. Make this happen. My goodness. That's how you start the fucking morning, right? So, So I go to work. I come back at one o'clock that afternoon. I walk in and I hear a television not coming from our living room. And I'm like, you've got to be kidding me. What is going on? I turn the corner and there's my old roommate, Travis, who's laying in his bed with his bedroom door wide open. And that television is up on his dresser and he's watching it. I'm like, what's up? Where'd you get the TV? And he goes, "Uh, we'll just change your name. We'll say, I don't know, Brittany. He'll say, "Uh, uh, I don't know. I bought it from Brittany. I'm like, you fucking idiot. You realize that this is a stolen television. He's like, yeah, she said that she stole it. She needed to get rid of it. So I bought it from her. I'm like, what the fuck is the matter? With the, who are the people I am keeping company with? What? Holy shit. Ah, so I'm like, all right, this is, you got to get rid of this dude. If not, I, I'm, fuck man. Like now I'm kind of in a hard place here. Do I call the police? Do, I mean, Oh God. So yeah. So none, nonetheless, I, I made him get rid of it. I made him give her back her, the money or I made her give him back the money. And I'm like, you need to go deal with this somewhere else. Obviously it didn't last like a couple days later. I had to tell her like, I can't Jesus Christ. I got a career. I'm thinking about, I'm like working my way up. You know, I'm working for like a reputable place. Jesus Christ. Could you not bring stolen goods over like it's listen i think we all at our age can look past the fact that you are a stripper in a biker bar but we can't do the stolen goods at a guy's house we got to get rid of it uh but then hey fast forward years later and she is now a uh she's a real estate agent in central wisconsin totally got her shit together she's got a couple of kids i don't know if she's still with the dad or not but from what i can understand like mutual friends of ours like they totally worked it out and you know they're all so eventually you do grow out of that phase of stealing people's televisions and dealing drugs. It might take a little while. You probably got to get a couple of stolen televisions under your belt, get busted a few times to realize that what you're doing is, uh, you know, probably not the best business plan. Not a lot of 401k money coming your way. (laughs) Oh yeah. Uh, I did want to talk a little bit about Richard Sherman. Did you guys hear this story at all? Oh my God. 
God, man. Uh, and I got a theory as to why this all went down. If you guys don't know who Richard Sherman is, Richard Sherman is the longtime defensive back in the NFL. First off, drafted 2011 with uh, the Seattle Seahawks. And then I think it was 2014, something like that, uh, moved over and started doing... Uh, started playing for the San Francisco 49ers. He was just arrested. Uh, was this yesterday? Uh, maybe the day before. I know it's somewhere in there. But yeah, uh, Richard Sherman, domestic violence charges. Now, hang on before you're like, oh my God. Domestic- Imagine that. Somebody from the NFL getting busted with domestic violence. Hang on a second. So fucking give it a second. Lindsay says, you grow out of your face, chops face. People can grow. Fucked. That picture is ridiculous, is it not? Oh my God. If you haven't seen it, it's on my Instagram and my Facebook. I don't know what I was thinking with that facial hair. I don't know what was up with the haircut or the hat or the goddamn watches or the chain wallets. But holy shit, what a douchebag that guy was. <laughs> ah, But anyways, Richard Sherman, right? Uh, he was arrested for domestic violence after attempting to gain entry into his wife's parents' home. All right, you start going through all this. Well, the, what happened was at some point he goes outside. He's pretty jovial with the cops. And he's kind of having a laugh about it. But the police go, "Mm, unfortunately, Rich, we do have to arrest you. At that point, he starts to turn around, walk away. Police walk up. They try to grab him. He starts to resist. They bring the canine out. It's a whole goddamn mess. They could smell some alcohol under his breath. Apparently, he had taken one of his vehicles and smashed it into a guardrail. And it's terrible that this is all going down, right? Um, His wife made a statement saying, listen, we get that you guys are probably concerned for us. And for Richard, he didn't hurt any of us. Uh, he didn't wasn't physical. That's not his nature. He didn't hurt my parents. Our kids are okay. Everybody's doing fine. Appreciate all the well wishes, but we'll be okay. Right now, we're just trying to get him out of jail. And the reason is because of the nature of the relationship between you know the parents and with her, and this happened to his wife. They had to arrest him on domestic violence charges, and they can't let him out until he gets to see a judge because of the nature of it. But really, what happened was he had a couple of beers under his breath and kind of got a little pissed off because he was just released by San Francisco. He's a free agent. The league is going to start kicking up here. They got a bunch of like, you know, early practices. Preseason's going to be starting here in a couple of weeks. I imagine it's a stressful time. He's got a couple of pops under him. Maybe he's paying for everything and mom and dad are showing up and just sort of freeloading off of Richard's uh, paycheck. And then he gets a little pissed off because maybe somebody didn't clean up after the dog or left a wet towel out by the pool. And the next thing you know, it escalates to this, especially when you hear like, you know, the wife going, dude, everybody just chill out for a second. We're trying to get him out of jail. Trust me. It's not him. It was a thing. We'll explain all of it. I, this is the, there's the letter of the law and the spirit of the law. And it would be nice if every once in a while, the police now, obviously if he winds up and takes a swing at, you know, his father-in-law, dude, you got to go to jail. But if this is just him and they're having like an argument and she locks the door and he tries to crawl in through the window and somebody like a neighbor calls the cops. Okay. I get maybe he's had a couple of drinks, but dude, he's not hurting anybody. And the wife even came out and was like, sorry about all this. Oh my God. Everybody's calm. We're going to be just fine. But because of him trying to break in to a house that was not his. And because of the nature of those people having the relationship that he has, they had to goddamn arrest the guy. And I'm like, listen, Richard Sherman has been a pain in my ass for years between being a uh, longtime 
former Minnesota Vikings fan, and now being a Green Bay Packers fan, between him playing for Seattle and him playing for San Francisco, that guy has fucked me royally so many times. Obviously, emotionally and physically. Duh. I'm a guy who's a little loose, all right? But that guy has screwed me over in bets. He screwed me over in games. So there's a little part of me that's like, all right, Rich. You know, you kind of got what's coming to you, you son of a bitch. But the guy is, he seems like a top-notch guy. And I just wish every once in a while, police would just go, okay, listen, obviously you can't be breaking into your, you know, father-in-law's house. And you got a couple of drinks underneath you. Can we just have a friend come pick you up and you spend 24 hours over at his place? And if we got to come back here, then you are going to go to jail. Like, why don't we, let's just have that as an institution, okay? I mean, now this guy's got to, and especially right before he could possibly sign with somebody. You know, that's the hardest part. These guys are earners. These guys are, I'm sure it's not just him taking money in. It's, he's probably paying for this house. He's probably paying for everybody's cars. He's probably got gardeners. He's got like IT people. He's got people that work for him. He's definitely a guy who is paying out into society and he's not just like sucking off the teat. So I don't know, maybe give that guy a pass. Just a suggestion. That's all I'm saying. Uh, coming up Tuesday on June 20th, going to be at House of Comedy that night for their Tuesday night showcase. And then coming up that Saturday, Rhinelander, Wisconsin, Rhinelander Brewing. I'll get more details about it. If you're going to be in northern Wisconsin, it'll be an uh, 8 o'clock show, I believe. So looking forward to it. Thank you guys for joining me on the podcast. You can find it on Apple Podcasts, on Spotify, on Stitcher, and every day, 9.45 a.m. Central Time. We go live on Instagram. It's just at Rudy underscore Povich. And thank you once again for taking a long walk to Cleveland. <laughs> Seeking the truth never gets old. Introducing June's Journey, the free-to-play mobile game that will immerse you in a thrilling murder mystery. Join June Parker as she uncovers hidden objects and clues to solve her sister's death in a beautifully illustrated world set in the roaring 20s. With new chapters added every week, the excitement never ends. Download June's Journey now on your Android or iOS device or play on PC through Facebook games.